we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 22nd day of December, the year of our Lord, 2021. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you doing today? Healthy and alive. Um, are you sure you're alive? Do I need to check you for a pulse after that, that painful uh, hour that we just yeah, sat through? Yeah. Uh, with, a, with a pretext I, of, of Jen Psaki's press conference and then rolling right into the old man. Yeah. Um, just after Psaki, I, I was looking for a toe trigger, if you get my drift. Um this it, it was it was it was painful that that was that was very it, painful. It, the, the thing was it didn't cover any of the problems that we're having right now they didn't talk about inflation they didn't talk about the gas prices they didn't talk about the infrastructure they didn't talk about anything that's hitting the average american right now they just pushed more fear porn that's it on the just unvaccinated more fear porn. on the unvaccinated yeah how how 10% of the population is so horrible because they're unwilling to get vaccinated. I'm sorry, you have close to 90% of the population vaccinated by your own words. And according to Anthony Fauci, when he was lying to the American people saying it was an 88% uh, uh, vaccination rate that would bring us to herd immunity, he said later, oh, well, I, I, I exaggerated the numbers a bit because I wanted to encourage people to get vaccinated. The number is really 70%. Uh, we're long past that. And you're saying that these horrible people that are unwilling to get vaccinated and yet uh, this Omicron is spreading like crazy. Oh, yeah. It's up 300, 400, 800 percent in, in as many days. And uh, and they don't know what they're going to do. And they're, they're now going to deploy. Hear me. They're now going to deploy troops in the U.S. to assist with overwhelmed hospitals. See, from the unvaccinated, it's to assist from they, for, for, for the unvaccinated. That's the problem. See, uh -huh. he, he actually said this. He said the unvaccinated people that are going to overwhelm the hospitals, they're the ones that are going to be in the way of you getting that cancer treatment or that surgery. They're the ones that are going to be taking up your bed space. And yet we've seen a decrease in the number of beds available across the country uh, because they removed, uh, they removed them and elective surgeries were canceled for the longest time. You know, he, he's talking about uh, the cancer treatments and all that kind of stuff with COVID mm -hmm. still going on. I'm they pretty sure on. they're they're barring uh, elective yep. surgeries and cancer treatment is an elective surgery. So. Biden administration will deploy 1,000 medical personnel from the military to back up hospitals as they face a wave of Omicron patients in January and February. By the way, that's illegal. You can't do that. There, there's no there's no way that that can even be done. They're just doing it. Uh, the White House is also purchasing, listen to this, 500 million at-home COVID tests that Americans can order for free through a website in, starting in January. You know how efficient the government is when it comes to ordering things through a website. Yeah. You, you know how efficient they are. Why are they ordering 500 million at-home tests? The PCR test? What, 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 what tests? What tests? What tests have they actually, other than what they've said, they said, oh, we're going to be purchasing at-home tests. What kind of tests? 
Why isn't anybody asking that question? What kind of test? Because the emergency use authorization that the joke PCR test that we've been using for the last almost two years now is being pulled in 10 days. So what test are they going to be using? That's a very good question, isn't it? Why isn't anyone asking that question? Well, Saki says it's one of the eight approved by the FDA. Approved, as in authorized through emergency use authorization, because it takes time. Well, she said that. she said approved. She said approved. But they also said the Pfizer vaccine was mm -hmm. approved when in fact it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, they're lying to us. And oh, this is I, taking the cake. They're lying to us all across the West, all across the West. Yeah. And they were they were they also had the goal to say that most of the deaths that are happening right now are unvaccinated. And they're saying the, the graph they showed was a massive difference between the two, which I, I want to know how zoomed in that is, number one. But number two, um, that's not what we're seeing. That's not the data we're seeing at all. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The data that possibly, possibly. And when I say possibly, that could be the data that we're looking at. However, what are they famous for doing? Flipping numbers. My guess would be after I saw that, when I saw the big vertical line go up or the, you know, the big, the big line go up, all the data we've looked at from all these different countries show that the, the numbers that are increasing of deaths and hospitalizations are coming from the people that have been, quote, vaccinated. The unvaccinated seems to just kind of, it rises a little bit and then it just starts to drop back down off. So what's to stop them from simply switching the labels on the graph? Because if you switch the labels on the graph, that graph pretty clearly lines up with, quite frankly, some of the numbers we're seeing out of the UK. Yeah, this is just more gaslighting, more lies. Honestly, you know, my my phrase, the government's bad and K, we're, we're getting guys, we're past government just being bad. This is this is evil at this point. I, I, I on my tirade, how 800,000 have died. What is it? Four or five hundred thousand this year alone. He actually just said um, 400,000 at the podium. Yeah. Okay. We could have reduced that number by a huge amount if we would have used the proper protocols, as we said, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, so on and so forth. But instead, you're barred from that. And oh, by the way, they're rationing uh, monoclonal antibody treatments, also known as Regeneron, that the president took. And um, if you're white, you're essentially not getting it. Um, it's only for vaccinated and for uh, POCs. Well, there was a uh, you'll be happy to know that there was an ivermectin study that was going on in the UK. And I was reading about it this morning and, you know, they had to funny. They, they couldn't get the results that they were looking for because, well, they ran out of ivermectin. So they had to shut it all down. There was a there was a sudden shortage. You know, all their findings are now inconclusive. So they, they had to shut the entire uh, entire study down. So it's not um, it's not able to be to be used. Of course. Uh -huh. More, more gaslighting, more evil, because um, tell me, if you're a scientist and you're planning on doing a test, an experiment, and you have an idea of how many people you're going to experiment with and, uh, you know, you size your control group and the test group uh, and how long you're going to take the, you know, experiment, the trial. Uh, don't you, uh, don't you have an idea how much medication you would need during that time period and have it already set up and ready to go before the experiment even begins? So how is it they didn't have enough ivermectin to cover that? You know, I, I think with, with everything that we just saw out of that, 
that hour and a half sideshow, whatever in the hell that was. That was a that was a three ring circus. Nothing about inflation. Nothing about rising um, rising energy costs. Nothing about food prices. Nothing about oil prices. Nothing. Nothing. It's all COVID. The unvaccinated. Blah blah blah. Same thing here. Everything's COVID, lockdown, unvaccinated, contact tracing, the usual steady diet of just propaganda and bull, when in fact, they're not paying attention to those things either. They're not paying attention to the inflation. They're not paying attention to the fact that Russia just shut off the Germans' oil supply this morning that shot energy prices up 20% in a day, I might add. That should be top headline news around the world. Nothing. It's like it doesn't even exist. You've got angry mobs of people across the entire nation of Germany that are now popping up in all big cities demanding that this end. So I'll tell you what they're doing. They're fortifying, in my opinion. Just looking at this from from a, a 21st century warfare standpoint, they're fortifying. They're getting ready to drop the hammer because let's be honest, where, where are the overflowing hospitals? Show me one, please, please. Mainstream media outlets, if you want to save any kind of shred of credibility that you might have, which you actually don't, if you want to save any kind of credibility, show me one in any of these countries. Show me one hospital that's overrun. Just one. I just want to see one. Show me one. You see, they don't have any. I was looking at photos and, and videos today of doctors that are in hospitals that are empty again because they've been prioritized for Omicron. Do you know what they're actually doing for their news stories? Check this out, Bruce. Uh, I'll show you some screenshots of this. All right. Here's a young lady sitting in a hospital, young nurse, yeah, sitting in a hospital. She's exhausted, waiting on all the patients to come in. You notice anything about the patients that are behind her in the shot? They're all, uh, first of all, they're not under the blankets. No, they're not. They're not under the blankets. But on this particular hospital ward, might help if you actually have patients that are not um, that are not CPR dummies. dummies. <laughs> they they've got CPR dummies that are just that are in in scrubs and hospital pajamas that are just set up in the uh, in the room behind her. Yeah, and none of the uh, even the ones on the beds are all fake as well. They're all fake. It's all fake. Mm -hmm. Like that's how pathetic this is. Is that right there? So again, they're fortifying that. And I, it does actually that does actually look like a um, training area, though, because if you look at the floor, I don't I don't recall ever seeing yellow, black and yellow striped areas in the Could hospital be. rooms that I've visited. I don't know Could, if it's if it's trauma, if it's triage. I, I've seen that stuff before. You know, they, they have to keep certain lines clear and things like that, because if you got patients running through there on on gurneys or, or whatever. If you got them coming in off the uh, off the bus, the, well, uh, it, this is, it looked like a recovery room is what that looked like. So it, it does, didn't look yeah. like it was an op. So that that's why I was saying it looked odd, because uh, in all the recovery rooms I've been in, they, they don't they don't have that. But I've only been in a few. So. So again, I, I I personally believe that by their behavior, they're fortifying. They're they're not they're not fighting some virus. I mean, this this is exactly what we said last year. This uh, this is what we've been saying about them being in that bunker mentality. They're having lavish parties. They're they're get, drinking uh, drinking liquor, giving ridiculous, pointless, stupid awards to each other in their evening gowns, and and they're meeting and and being televised. And you know they matter that kind of attitude, and you don't. And what's happening? The Allied troops are closing in. We're circling on Berlin. That's what's happening, to use a World War II analogy. So they're fortifying. They're, they're still partying. They're still carrying on. They're still fighting wars that don't exist, Omicron. I, you know, I, I kind of think they are fighting a virus still. 
But the virus they're fighting is one that's called freedom. And once you're infected with it, there is no cure. Yes, that's the problem is they're trying to fight an idea that they can't win against. That's the problem. Those of us that still believe in the nation state, those of us that believe in personal freedom, choice and liberty, we're standing in the way. We're standing in the way. In all nations, we're in the way of their little uh, great reset or or whatever. But um, Bruce, you you like this? Yeah, (laughs) you like this? This is what this uh, th- this gaslighting and this uh, this fear porn does to people. Uh, here's a woman. Uh, I know that people can't see this. I will be posting this up on our uh, on our Telegram page. Here's a. Uh, I think it's a woman. I can't really tell through all of this. Yeah, I, I can't really tell through all this. But has uh, is as a face shield. It looks like two masks, one of which is, mm-hmm. I, I think that's taped. I, I, th- I believe that's taped. And uh, she's, ta- she's tweeting the yeah. following. Uh, she they, says, they, I'm f- they, have the, they have the double-sided tape underneath the, the second mask. I can see oh, it yes. underneath the yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I see it uh, going yeah. too high on the eyelid. Oh, God, that's got to be painful. Oh, that's God, no. Anyway. She tweeted the following. I'm flying today, but I'm not effing around with Omicron. Three Pfizer shots negative rapid test, natural immunity, N95 sealed to my face with surgical tape, secondary mask for displaying opinions, which says vote on it, face shield, vinyl gloves, touchscreen gloves, and a ton of Xanax, which is an anti-anxiety drug, for those that don't know. Uh, a very heavy anti-anxiety drug. Yeah, one that you can't really get off of too quickly, either. Habit forming. You know, I, I, I don't know what to say to that. I honestly don't. There's nothing you can say, man. There's nothing you can say at all. I mean, that's just that, that's that's where we are. I'm wondering if this might have something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know necessarily that, any, that anything's going to become of this, but I do know one thing. I I do agree with uh, Dr. Fulmish and his team, the the, the German uh, legal team, that are putting together uh, they're putting together all the evidence on what's happened as far as the lockdowns, uh, the cases, the false testing, and and every every bit of false pretenses that they used in order to do this. That's what they're looking at. They're not looking at Nuremberg too. So anybody that has that in their head, get that out of their head right now. That's not what's happening. That's not what he and his team are doing. I know that that's floating around. That's uh, that, that's a big online thing that's going on. It's not what he's focused on. That's not what he and his team are focused on. However, what he is focused on is the following. They're looking at a new legal system internationally to deal with this on the other side, because our current system's not going to be able to do it. And I fully agree with the man and his team. You're not going to be able to prosecute these people in our current legal system. We're going to need a new system of justice to prosecute these people on the other side. Just like we had the Nuremberg trials. By the way, there was a giant protest in the city of Nuremberg, Germany, over the weekend. People know. We had to create a new court to try those Nazi bastards for what they did. We're going to have to create a new court to try these people for what they have done. The same thing. Do you know how long it took us to get Nuremberg actually up and running for the trials? The whole new court system. We had to we had to create the entire system to try these animals. It took us over a year just to get that legal system up and running to be able to put them in front of it. And quite frankly, I don't remember any complaints from the German population about us trying those people. Do you? I don't remember any complaints about that at all. I don't see anybody that's going to be complaining on the other side of this one either. And anybody that's complaining about it, that's just too damn bad. Gates, Fauci, Peter Daszak, and many others that I will name here have been charged with genocide in a court filing to the International Criminal Court. Now, as I said, I don't believe that this is going to go anywhere, but nonetheless, the charges have been made. Charges have been filed. There is documented evidence of this. Bill Gates has also been charged, I believe it's for a similar charge in India. 
And I believe he's already wanted there on other charges anyway in India. As a matter of fact, if he were to land a plane on the tarmac in India, he would be arrested promptly for what he did. Now, this has nothing to do with COVID. This is, uh, I think this goes back to the, um, I want to say it was the HPV vaccine uh, or something to that effect, where, where you had millions of Indian girls, teen girls uh, and preteen girls that were uh, that were, or, or essentially, they were they were sterilized and could no longer have any children because of what he did, uh, and that's why he's wanted there. But nonetheless, I'm going to go down through this. A 46-page legal filing to the International Criminal Court on December 6th. An intrepid attorney and seven applicants accused Dr. Anthony Fauci, Peter Daszak of EcoHealth Alliance, which was the guy that they used to front the money through to uh, those labs in Wuhan, Melinda Gates, William Gates III, which would be Bill Gates, and 12 others of numerous violations of the Nuremberg Code. And quite frankly, we've covered all 10 of those. There's 10 points to the Nuremberg Code. We've covered all 10 of those. And these people are in violation of all 10 of them, every last one of them. These include various crimes against humanity and war crimes as defined by the Rome Statutes, Article 6, 7, 8, 15, 21, and 53. Besides the four that I named, 12 others were named, including the CEOs of the leading vaccine corporations and the health leaders accountable in the United Kingdom. And of course, I'm sure that there will be many others because there's going to be a lot of names in a lot of these countries that are going to have to deal with this. Albert Borla, which is the CEO of Pfizer. If I get some of these names wrong, I do apologize. Stefan Bensel, the CEO of AstraZeneca. Pascal Soriol, the CEO of Moderna. Alex Gorsky, CEO of Johnson & Johnson. Tedros Ghebreyesus, whatever his name is, the, that's the director of the World Health Organization. Boris Johnson, UK Prime Minister. Christopher Witte, I, I believe it's Professor uh, Christopher Witte from uh, the UK. Yeah, the guy that looks like, uh, looks like death. Actually, what did Marty say? He looks like a, he looks like a, a cold fish or, or dead fish or, or something like that. Yeah, some, or, a, a wet fish, what, whatever, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was, it was a... Merger of a, two a wet analogies. fish of a man, a wet fish of a man. That yeah, was that's it. What it was. A wet, yeah. wet fish of a man. Matthew Hancock, who was the former UK Secretary of uh, Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, he was the one that was uh, was he like uh, he had a, like an affair going on with his uh, his assistant or whatever it was, who turned out to get some big government contracts for her family members or her husband or something or yeah something to that effect. Sajid Javid, who is the current UK Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, June Rain, who is the UK Executive of Medicines and Healthcare Production or Healthcare Products, Doctor Ravid Saha, uh, yeah Saha, whatever, uh, President of the Rockefeller Foundation. There's an interesting name, and this last one, I, I, I th this name sounds familiar. Klaus Schwab, who is a, he's a president of a group called the World Economic Forum. Have you heard of them? Have you heard of that group or, or him? Does that ring a bell? Yeah, I, I've heard mention of them before. Actually, what's going to be interesting about all this, if it's not immediately thrown out, uh, the discovery period is going to be fun with all those names and the FOIAs and all. Oh, it's going to be, this is yeah. going to be a debacle if prosecution does a good job, which obviously they, they, they've done a good job so far. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I suspect this will get thrown out. I don't think this will go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and if it doesn't get thrown out, well, then they'll make sure that they get the right people in there to get the verdict that they need and they'll just move on. Kind of like the Maxwell trial. Yeah. By the way, do you know who's trying that? Like, I, I heard that they're going to be having closing arguments. Closing art. This case should be going on longer than the OJ trial. Closing arguments. I could expect nothing less with the daughter of James Comey as the lead prosecutor on that case. You know it's not going to go anywhere. They've 
Uh, actually, the the jury has begun uh, deliberations. There shouldn't uh, be any so. deliberations. This should conti- th- this, this is a case that should go on for a year. I mean, uh, uh, to be fair, it should go on for a year because of all the evidence that should have been presented and gone over. It was all sealed. Um, it was all sealed because th- this is the problem. Okay, so to be fair, this is a, a bit of a this is legitimate. Like, what do you do in this scenario? Because some of the material they had as evidence was um, uh, minors, nude or partially nude. And how do you show the jury that evidence that's not tampered with legally? I mean, because. OK, like, that, well, all right. Like, Which uh, that that's a problem. I, I grant you that. Put that aside for a second. They sealed the black book. That was not admissible. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So uh, every single said, person this is probably going to be a sham. Every single person in that black book should be called to testify. Every last one of the every yeah, last one of those should. people in there, Trump included, should mm-hmm. be subpoenaed to testify at that trial. And also the pilot, uh, the pilot of um, the Lolita Express basically said, look, once I got out on the plane, the door shut and I don't know what went on in the plane. The uh-huh. problem is the pilot has to fill out the manifest to show every single person that was on the plane Every single pound had to be accounted for on that plane. And then it was sent to ATF. I, I, ATF I don't or FAA. know how, or excuse me, the FAA. Yeah. I, I was, I was thinking of, uh, uh, ATC. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, he knew, he knew who was on the plane and any person that was critically thinking you have some unknown name that's underage flying on the plane with you. You don't question things when. The aircraft that you're flying is literally known as the Lolita Express. You don't ask any, uh-huh. you knew exactly what was going on. I think, honestly, everybody involved should be in prison in this. Um, I agree. Because Lane, or however you're supposed to say her name, I've been saying her name wrong intentionally for so long now, it's uh, difficult to remember. But anyway, um, I, we've said it before. I'm still of the same opinion. She's the kingpin, or she's the head. She's the top. She's the one that was running the show. Epstein was just a liability. He was a uh, um, a partner in the crime, but he was the liability. He was the one that was um, the right hand, if you will, because you notice he's the one dead. She's Mossad. Mm. Kind of. I mean, it's it's obvious. I, I I don't I don't I don't understand how it's it's going on like this without there being corruption involved. Circling right back to this, and we need to uh, we'll, we'll and we'll move into the uh, the next thing here in just a second. Um, Bill Gates tweeted the following today. He said, and I'm quoting from his Twitter account. Uh, he tweeted this today at 5:46 p.m. Just when it seemed like life would return to normal, we could be entering the worst part of the pandemic. Omicron will hit home for all of us. Close friends of mine now have it, and I've canceled most of my holiday plans. Omicron is spreading faster than any virus in history. It will soon be in every country in the world. Mm-hmm. Every one of his friends are uh, triple jabbed, I imagine. Um, well, Bruce, saline water does does wonders for, for this new variant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I You know... <laughs> I don't know if he's not a true believer in the vaccines that he's producing or if he's legitimately trying to use it as a uh, means to an end. I'm not I'm not totally convinced yet because uh, he's a bit of a nerd and I don't know. They, they tend to believe the things they say. They, you but think, OK, so you think it's like the you, you think it's the um, the egocentric, self-centered, uh, egotistical lie to you with impunity that Besmanoff was talking about. Yuri Besmanoff was talking about. It's it's that yeah. self-indulgence. You know, they think they matter. And and so they really believe in in smoking their own dope. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. That that's kind of what I think is going on uh, with him. Do you think it, Zuckerberg it, 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 believes in his metaverse? Applying that same logic, I believe he thinks it's going to make him a lot of money. I don't know that he believes in that being the future. I, I think it is going to be the future if you if you believe Schwab, which I I don't believe Schwab. Uh, well, I I believe I believe Schwab has ideas. Okay, I'll put it that way. I, I believe Klaus has ideas. I, I really think he he genuinely believes in those ideas that he pushes. I, I really do believe that, but I don't think he's honest in the way that he presents it. I'll put it that way because he presents it as. Oh, we're doing this for you. We're doing this to help you. We want to help humanity and not harm humanity. No, you evil son of a bitch. That's precisely what you want to do. You want to harm people. That's clearly what you're doing. Or maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you, you, the listener, you decide. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is one of these people that you read about in history where they are the idealistic type where they say, well, you know what? Sometimes you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Maybe he's one of those types. I don't know. I don't know the man personally. I'm just judging based on what I see from his behavior. And those idealistic types usually end up becoming some crazy dictator. Yes. Um, <laughs> in many with his, cases. With his Romulan uniform that he wears and whatever yes. it is that he does. Yeah. So looking at it, looking at it for a second, here, here's the problem that I'm, I'm running into. If you look at the technological advancements in the future, everything's going to be automated. That's just the way it is. That's, that's the way it's going. It's going to be automated. Okay, so you as the individual, you're going to run into a situation, a problem. You're not going to be able to find a job. Everything's going to be automated. Manufacturing, uh, you're going to go in and go to your favorite restaurant. And what are you going to have? It's going to be a kiosk. Who's going to be the chef? It's going to be some robot. The only person that might be an actual real human being there is uh, the wait staff nope. uh, that nope. might. Mm -mm. Japan, they're already doing restaurants well, that yeah. seat you, that have robots that seat you and that serve you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that like as a fancy, if you go to a fancy restaurant, you're probably still going to have people because it's going to be a, like a niche kind of a thing. But like yeah, your chain you. restaurants and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be yeah. robots, all of it. You're not going to have any. Yeah, you're not going to have any chain restaurants, though. Those are all going to go out of business. No, you'll still have you'll still have chain restaurants. It'll they'll they'll end up being um, uh, Grubhub or if, you, if you're going yeah, to yeah. dine in, it's going yeah, to be yeah, like, yeah. you know, it, things are going to look different than they do now. So um, the companies like the ones that own that that are pet, owned by like Pepsi. So like, uh, uh, was it like Pizza Hut and and KFC and the, these places that are owned by that company? They're gonna continue on. I, I think they'll continue on, but it'll be you know it'll be delivery all well, or if there is any dining in, it's going to be like this very compartmentalized. Each table is going to be basically its own environment, uh, kind of a thing because. I think if we continue down this road of uh, germ phobia, that's what we'll end up with is something like that. However, if we get back to a normalcy, the, the thing is, nobody's going nobody's gonna to have any jobs. What are you going to do? You're not going to be able to, let's say you want a, uh, an Uber job. Well, guess what? It can be done by self-driving cars. Uh, so you're not going to have a job there. The, the food delivery stuff, again, uh, that's all going to be automated. Maybe you want to be, uh, you know, drive you an 18-wheeler. Yeah, that, that job's also automated. I'm struggling to think of any job that would still remain human because there's going to come a point to where AI is going to be able to predict what's wrong with you if, you're, if you have um, a sickness or whatever, 
it will more accurately predict what your problem is, which it's already a thing now. Many doctors already use Google to uh, uh, look up symptoms and whatnot and compare notes because, you know, there's so many different diseases out there and so many symptoms. So I, I struggle to see where humans are going to remain employed. So what's going to happen then? So to back to what we were talking about with does uh, does the Zuck think about metaverse? Does he really think that's going to be the, the thing? Um, what other choices are going to be, to be fair? If you don't have a job, you're not making money. You're not going to be able to travel the world. You're not going to be able to go out and do the things you want to do. We may end up with Klaus Schwab's uh, reality, but not by their doing. Not by him. That we could no. we could end up you know what? in that scenario because if, if, companies start automating. Okay, here's the thing. I, I'm I'm six to one, half a dozen to the other on it. You know, I, I have no problem with these technological advances. I expect them, right? I, I've been expecting these for a good number of years. I, I have no problem with them. My problem is with the people and the companies that are behind it. That's my problem. We haven't had a free market take us to this point. Most of these companies that we're dealing with that are in bed with uh, with the Schwab clique down there in Davos, the party Davos, the ones that, that are involved in that organization down there that are trying to be the shot callers of this fourth industrial revolution, none of those people should be there. As in most of the, well, okay, I, maybe I shouldn't say none of them. I, I would say a goodly percentage of them shouldn't be there. Why do I say that? You have to go back to 2007, 2008. What happened back then? You had the financial crisis, right? The European debt crisis, the uh, the US, what are they called? Too big to fail. None of these companies that are calling the shots at the head of this thing should be there. They all should have been burned out and gone bankrupt and bust back then. They're zombie institutions with no value, but they've spent the last 10 years because they've been too big to fail. They spent the last 10 years consolidating to where now, now they're definitely too big to fail. No, no, no. We can't get rid of all this stuff because everybody's going to lose everything. Everybody's going to lose everything anyway. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. You see, the difference was back then they weren't ready. They tried with H1N1, the swine flu. Anybody remember that? They tried to do exactly this back then, but they didn't have the smartphone infrastructure. They didn't have the mass media plugged into every TV and every pocket and every smartphone because that wasn't there. So they spent time because you notice that came in right after the financial crisis. They spent time plotting, planning, consolidating to get to this point, because now it almost seems insurmountable, doesn't it? We shouldn't be here at this point in history. We should be here technologically. Quite frankly, I think we should be a lot further along than what we are. But we shouldn't be here from this, this standpoint of being ruled over and dictated to by these corporations that don't belong here. N none of these people, these organizations belong here. They belong in bankruptcy court. That's where they belong. But I, like I said, whether or not that would have been burnout, I, I still feel like we would be in the same situation we're in. Maybe not this quickly because COVID has accelerated things. Um, companies have been pushing for automation and this, this um, logistics issue that they keep uh, you know, exasperating, making worse. Um, it, it's going to push more companies to go automated. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be a, a case of because of Obamacare, because of taxes, because of all of that. As a company, it is far more profitable for you to spend, you know, eighty, hundred thousand dollars on a machine that can uh, be repurposed easily to create products on an assembly line versus hiring someone, training them, and then paying taxes and 
um, you know, uh, uh, insurance costs and all of that for, uh, you know, what, 60,000 or so a year, if not more. And instead you could just do it in one lump sum and then, you know, just basic maintenance from there on, uh, as a company that that's a huge profit margin. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think we would be in the same situation, um, because ethics has been removed from our companies, um, or from the, the market in general. Um, I, I hope, uh, many companies still say, look, human beings are better off having a job. Um, you need that, uh, you need, humans need to put their hands to something. They need to work. It, it, it's not, it, it's a psychological thing. They, they have to do it. Um, you, 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 there, there's many stories out there of people that were like Bitcoin billionaires or, or, you know, whatever they, they, they got in on something and then retired early. And now they're like, uh, this is boring. There's nothing to do. This is, you know, because they're not putting their hand to something else and not trying to innovate and push forward. Uh, so you, I'm, I'm hoping we get through this, um, as humanely as possible, but we'll see. Bruce, do you believe that we need more oppressive COVID-19 restrictions? Yes, but uh, not on the people, on the government. And Just on the people that are government officials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got it. Yeah. The BLM co-founder, Bree Newsom Bass, is calling for more COVID-19 restrictions to be enacted as the White House takes on new pandemic response actions two years into the crisis. She says that, um, I'm quoting here, we need to shut stuff the F down and stop spreading the virus from person to person like we should have done in March of 2020, so we wouldn't still be dealing with this two years later. Folks are not understanding that we're just creating conditions for a vaccine-resistant super variant. She also expressed how she is, quote, so blown, uh, so blown, how, uh, okay, what, what, this talk, so blown how we went from knowing exactly what needed to happen nearly two years ago to just saying, F it, let's let this whole thing collapse. I don't think folks really appreciate the path we're on right now. I, I seem to remember 14 days and then 30 days to curb the spread. And I seem to remember something like 80 or 90 percent of of uh, all travel uh, was down during that time period. It kind of um, seems like we already did what she's saying. Um, and it kind of seems like uh, where she's saying, uh, you know, F it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not seeing where that's uh, the case because the government seems to be locking down even more, and and they're talking about more lockdowns. They're talking about shutting down the virus. Uh, yeah, except they haven't told you what the virus is. You notice that? Well, it's it's Omicron, obviously. That's not what they're talking about. We went over parts of uh, the book called Eco Science in a special podcast that Bruce and I uh, did not too long ago. It was called The Real Target Population Resources and Environment. Go back and check it out. When they're talking about a virus, if you read very clearly at what they're saying, they're not talking about something that was created in a laboratory. In the minds of these twisted elitists, that's what this person from BLM doesn't understand. And quite frankly, uh, when did she become an expert on public health? Of course, I guess she came, uh, became a public expert on health right about the same time that uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg did and what well, Jen Psaki, she's a, she's a public health expert now. All the media pundits, you know, they're, they're all they're all doctors and scientists now. So I, I guess I guess that's what it is. Uh, anyway, yeah, more more restrictions. Well, you know what? Her calls are going to be uh, her, her calls are going to be answered because that's what they're going to get. That's exactly what they're going to get. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, you, you won't stand up. I, I think I think people are, are you are you starting to understand now that it's an us versus them mentality? 
There is no coexistence with these people. And, and that goes for you people that are taking jabs, too. I'm not just talking to the people that are unvaxxed. I'm talking to the people that are vaxxed, too, if there's any reaching any of you at this point. Because the European Union announced this morning, oh, um, yeah, you're, you're double jabbed. Well, now, see, your, your passport's going to become invalid if you don't have a booster. Yeah. So th there's no making a deal with this. There's no complying your way out of this. There's no doing what you're told, and, and, and we're all going to get through this. If you give them 120% of everything that they're asking for, excuse me, everything they're demanding, it's not going to be enough. As we supposed conspiracy theorists told you from the beginning. Bruce, yesterday we talked about people going back to offices. Remember I said the World Economic Forum has this plan to do these things called pop-up offices? Yeah. You're going to be working in the metaverse. You're going to be meeting with clients maybe one hour if it's an out-of-town client that'll get special permission to travel. Because, you know, if you travel illegally now, then you can be fined 5,000 pounds. People in Wales, the country of Wales over in the United Kingdom, can now be fined for not working from home. You see, they're going the other way with it. The Welsh government has introduced new rules. Yes, see, rules, not laws. Rules in Wales that people can be fined for not working from home when they're able to do so. Workers in Wales have been advised to work from home where possible for months, with First Minister encouraging employers to allow them to do that. Oh, so the government's going to dictate your business to you. You're, you're a business owner. What if you need 30 people in, in the workplace? What if you run a production business? You can't exactly have those people work from home, can you? Listen to this. From December 20th, so yesterday, day before yesterday, if you're listening to us uh, today, this has now been made part of the regulations. This means that a person could be fined 60 pounds if they go to work when they could work from home. I'm assuming this is per offense. If that's not enough, employers could be fined up to 10,000 pounds if they repeatedly fail to allow people to work from home. And of course, the usual talking points as we hear this point just about everywhere in every country. Additional measures, this is from a, a government spokesman, additional measures have been introduced to limit the spread of the virus and to protect public health. Further to our long-standing advice for people to work from home whenever possible, from Monday, this will now be a legal requirement to work from home unless there is a reasonable excuse not to. We expect employers to take all reasonable steps to facilitate home working and provide employees with the support that they need. I would love to see one of the vital businesses there say, um, no. What are you going to do? Shut us down? They're going to shut you business. down anyway. They're going to shut you down anyway. That's what people don't get. The business owners, I understand that you're in a catch-22. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't at this point because you didn't stand up in the first place. Those of us that were screaming, and we're not the only ones, those of us that were screaming, do not go along with closing your business. Do not do that. But you did it. The minute you decided that you were going to close your business, and I'm not just blaming the businesses, the minute we decided that we were going to let this continue past 14 days, we entered the same fate. We, the people, entered the same fate. We either get rid of all of this or we keep all of it. There is no middle ground. You can't get rid of vaccines and keep testing because if you keep testing, you're going to keep having cases. You're going to keep having restrictions. So you can't do that. You can't get rid of, uh, you can't get rid of masks and, and keep the vaccines or keep testing because it all continues. The social distancing, everything. This whole thing is a house of cards. All of it. So you either get rid of all of it or you keep all of it. There's no middle ground. The businesses that have put in vaccine passports that have caved, they will go out of business as much as I hate to say that. Some of them might survive if we can get this moving, as in we can get these people out of the way and we can get our economies back open again. But the problem is, is that we're in a catch-22 there too. They've got us jammed up in just about every turn at the moment, but they're just as jammed up. 
That's the problem. They're holding all of this together with hopes and dreams and spit and string. If we throw these people off, we open our economies, the financial system's going to go belly up and we go into hyperinflation and we go into a depression. That's the problem. The only thing they're doing right now is they're throwing fake money. They're throwing helicopter money, monopoly money, whatever you want to call it, at this this failure that they have created. And they are desperate, desperate to shut the economies down, to ease against inflation and overheating that they have caused because they need you to come under their control. They need you to take that digital ID. They need you to take that digital wallet. That's what it's all about. Because once they get you into that system, you see COVID is just a transition to get you there. We talked about social credit. Once they get you into that system, it's going to be very, very difficult, if not impossible, to get your way out of it. We're dangerously close to not being able to get out of this because so many people have complied thinking that you were going to get out of this, but you're not. So in in normal times, having a test or something for uh, a disease to better identify the disease so that you could better treat it, uh, I'd be all for. Under this scenario, though, this is what's pushing the disease, both the vaccine and the testing. Uh, It's pushing, actually, it's pushing two different diseases. One disease is uh, the corruption of government, and the other disease is... Well, actually, we don't really know what it is. It has similar symptoms to COVID, but it's not showing up as COVID. Uh, And it seems to be propagating from the vaccinated. But, uh, you know, it's tough to track and tough to say for certainty at the moment. But there is something that's happening. And honestly, it could just be the flu. Could just be the flu. And could be a mild they're, case they're of the hiding flu. the numbers. Yeah, could, could be a mild case of the flu. I mean, like I said, I know some people in the States right now that are uh, that are pretty, pretty ill, but it's not COVID. They've been tested for COVID and it's negative. So, I mean, I, I know people here that have been uh, that have been uh, double jabbed and they've been they've been ill, but it hasn't been with COVID. It's been something else. You know, it would have been better as a society if um, we would have left things open and um, if we would have done nothing towards yes. Yeah, well, not 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 just nothing. We 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 could still work towards making an actual vaccine that would work against it, though it's not going to work because it's a coronavirus. But we we could have worked towards I don't know correctly treating people with the the problem. Uh, I, and maybe some of those drugs that stop viral replication or at least slow it down, so that your body ha- your body has a better chance to to react against it. Interesting thing about that, by the way, I don't believe uh, there's any way for a virus to attenuate to become immune or highly resistant to a medication that stops its replication or slows it down. Unlike antibiotics and vaccines and whatnot, they can just simply get around it. Kind of seems like, w- wouldn't you want to use that kind of medication? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just rambling here. But then telling people to get healthy, eat right, exercise, lose some weight, you know, those kind of things. Pushing a society to be healthy instead of relying on the next drug, which is, that's what this is. It's a drug. It's not a, it's not a vaccine. But see, Bruce, they're working on, uh, and anybody that's been listening to us for a while is going to understand this. They're working on something that's, that's going to hopefully get emergency authorization from the, uh, the EMA, which is the European Medicines Agency, which is like the, uh, the FDA. They said that the, um, the U.S. Ma- the, a new vaccine, the U.S. manufactured vaccine should be approved 
with the EU bloc already ordering 200 million doses uh, of, of this particular one. Now, they say that since this is a traditional protein-based jab that uses more conventional decades-old technology and produces fewer side effects, they're hoping that this will help combat vaccine hesitancy. I, I know that that this, I mean, here, here's a here's a company that's going to make this. Uh, it's called Novavax. Have you heard of that company? Yeah, yeah. We we've um, heard rumor of that company a little bit. Uh, in uh -huh. fact, that company was uh, slated to uh, collapse under its own weight. Literally the until same it was day, it was swooped in, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. a gentleman by the name of Bill Gates swooped in and, and bought the company uh, jointly. I might add with uh, with a uh, the, the medical wing of. God, again, that group, uh, the World Economic Forum, they, hmm. they, they swooped in and jointly bought that company. Um, and you know, I, I might add their, um, their specialty, their specialty, they, 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 were, they were very specific in the type of vaccines that they would manufacture prior to. Their specialty was uh, respiratory syncytial viruses. So RSV vaccines, that was their specialty. None of them ever made it past the trials because all of them failed. Here's a company that has never, again, that has never brought a successful product to market. Now, all of a sudden, has already been backordered by 200 million doses. They failed to mention that in this report. They failed to mention the investors that swooped in and saved that company at the, the last minute. They failed to mention that. I, 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 don't, I don't care at this point if it's a, a decades-old technology that is protein-based and uses conventional methods. I don't like the people that are involved with that company that are pushing it. So there is a moratorium for me, for me personally. There's a moratorium for me until these people are out of the way. It's not happening. I'm not taking anything that these companies have to offer where these sorry SOBs are involved. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of that. Absolutely not. I want nothing to do with these people. <laughs> All right. Last few minutes here. Let's... Um, Let's let's switch up a little bit. Let's get, let's get off of that. I, I'm, I've had enough. Okay, I've I've screamed and shouted enough about that today. I'll let you choose. Last topic. We only have time for one. Chinese tennis star drag queen prayer hour. Uh, let let's let's go drag queen prayer hour because I think that's a underlying symptom for the the West. An openly gay and newly ordained pastor dressed up as a lead drag queen story hour style message for children. It's caused a little bit of a problem. I, I guess a lot of parents, they're, they're upset about that. Pastor Aaron Muz, uh, Muzzer, Musser, dressed in full drag, sporting a long white dress, uh, a long white dress emblazoned with a golden cross, a blonde wig and full makeup. The pastor asked the children in attendance if they'd ever seen a drag queen before. The kids responded no. And then, of course, went on to... Uh, to uh, give a uh, uh, give a, a drag queen prayer hour or, or something. He says, I have an awesome story to share with you today. I'm also a boy for most of the time when I'm here, but today I'm a girl. Uh, yeah, it went on to share the message before ending the segment with a prayer. The announcement of the church's page lauded the news of the event and noted of whoever this is would be preaching in drag. So this is apparently a Chicago leftist activist and preacher in St. Luke's Lutheran Church of Logan Square. The message encouraged parishioners to wear garments, accessories, and accessories that, that make you feel 100% like the best version of yourself. That's a quote. Musser himself added, The sixth Sunday of Advent is Rejoice Sunday. It's a chance for us to rehearse what a life of joy could look like. It's a dress rehearsal. Preaching in drag is a theological reflection on joy, and joy overflows so abundantly, it can't help but make itself known. Weaving together the day's theme, queer theory, and lectionary, text, uh, lectionary texts 
we will dress rehearse for joy. Uh, Bruce, as as the uh, the the in house theologian here, I, I could only call this blasphemy. The Bible says it's an abomination. Okay, I'll um, go with that. Yeah. First of all, from a non theological standpoint, why are you dressing up as a woman when you're a dude in front of kids? Now, I understand if you're going to a bar, and you're trying to get laid or something, right? Okay, fine. That's your proclivity, whatever. Why are you doing it in front of kids? And then telling the kid, talking about gender fluidity to the kids. The only thing I can, I can surmise here is that you're a pedo and you're grooming those kids. That's the only thing I can come to a conclusion of. And the kids because are all masked, by the way. Oh, of course. The, that, that, that's the only thing I can conclude here because, again, why are you doing this? with kids. Kids don't care about those things. It, it, kids are more interested in going out and playing. And then from the theological side of things, um, as I said, this is an abomination. It, it, it is, look, what we consider male and female as far as clothing is concerned, right? What we, that's a societal construct. That's something that society has deemed, okay, these clothes are sanctioned for women and these clothes are sanctioned for men, okay? But there's a subliminal side of this that men tend to gravitate towards uh, certain types of apparel anyway, not because it's um, stigmas or any of those kind of things. It, it's like men are inherently attracted to things like uh, uh, war or uh, policing, firefighting, those kind of things, right? The They're inherently attracted to those things. That's just the those way it is. Those are masculine things. Th those are masculine things. I mean, it's, those are, those yeah. are things where, where we can kind of... Uh, cut loose and and be ourselves and not have to worry about um, I guess um, we don't have to worry about I hate to say injuring anybody but I, I'm I'm looking at physiological makeups here women don't belong on a battlefield for example just as an example they don't belong on a battlefield so you don't oh, have you to sexist <laughs> but you you understand what I'm saying yeah I, I know you're being facetious I'm, but I'm in agreement yeah 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 so the the first of all how is that dude even the pastor there. I don't know the whole, like how that denomination uh, gets their pastor and all that. I'm used to there being an election kind of a system. And, you know, we, we, we come in, they a pastor shows up, they, um, uh, you know, uh, preach a sermon and then we vote on whether or not that's the new pastor. That's the system I'm used to. Uh, and then if the council deems that the the pastor should be left, you know, gone or whatever. They can vote to remove him. They can call the bishop and have him removed. I mean, there's, uh, but how is it this, this dude is, is elected into this position. And I, I just want to know what the hell he's teaching because it's clearly not the gospel. No, you, you, as a, as a, as a Christian, your goal, your, your, your task is to preach the gospel. That is the first thing you're supposed to do as a Christian. Like that, that's the, the main goal. Um, you know, things like charity and those kind of things are uh, secondary goals that push the primary goal, right? It, it's beneficial to the primary goal. So how does this further the kingdom, if you will excuse the phrase? How does this uh, uh, teach the gospel when you're a dude that's grooming kids in a church setting and saying this is joy, this is what God approves of, this is... This is God sanctioned. I'm sorry, I don't recall of any of the uh, biblical founders, uh, patriarchs, whatever you want to call them, or any talk in the in the in the Bible about heaven's going to be filled with transgenders and homosexuals and uh, crossdressers. 
That's an abomination. There's two genders, male, female. That's it. That's what the Bible says, male and female. That's it. Um, unfortunately, I would be a horrible God. I, I, I would have struck this dude down with lightning. No chance of redemption. You're done. But I would have struck down a lot of people. So I'm, I'm not, I, I, I need a little work there in grace. This dude could still be born again, saved, but I'm sorry. Um, all the works you're doing is, um, it's just going to get burned up. This is, this is just junk garbage. It, it, it's, you're not getting anyone saved or, or pushing any uh, furthering the kingdom, if you will. Something tells me if you were able to strike people down with all of your vengeance, then we wouldn't be in this current mess that we're in now. Well, I'd be quite the dictator if I were a god. You would have, you would not, there would be no debate whether there is or is not a god. You would know there very clearly is a god. That's, and that's he's in what, your everyday life. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's, that kind of brings us back to the, uh, the overall There's point no that we will. were... Yeah, that kind of brings us back to the overall point that we kind of started with. Fauci and company, Gates, Schwab, the, these uh, all all these jokers. They want to be yeah. they want to be gods, little g gods. They want to take over not just your life, they want to conquer the human genome. They want to conquer God's creation. They want to be able to control that going forward. And we the people, those of us like ourselves that have this mindset, the listeners, you the listener with your mindset to resist this, we're in the way of that. I'm going to say something a bit controversial here, uh, but um, it's only controversial because people don't understand their position as Christians. So the Old Testament talks about human beings as being little g gods. Okay. You're technically, uh, you're a carbon copy of God. Like that's what Adam and Eve were created as carbon yep. copies. We're created in the, um, ancient. yeah. So because of sin, they're no longer big G gods in the likeness of God. You know, they would, they would be like a step down from God. Now they are little G gods. They still are like the top of the food chain, if you will. Uh, the apex predator. We, we, we have dominion and power over everything here on earth. The, the thing about Christians is, um, when you're born again, um, if you look at what the New Testament says, you are now a big G God underneath Jesus. Um, so you're, you're, I know that sounds very um, controversial if uh, you were raised in typical, you know, Baptist or, or something like that, Puritan, uh, sinner saved by grace. I'm sorry, if you were born again, you're no longer a sinner. Just want to throw that out there. Anyway, all that, all, all that to say to your point about them trying to be gods, they're already a little g-god because they're, you know, they're human. Uh, right. But they're trying to artificially, they're, they're trying to do what Satan did. Satan thought he could overthrow God and become big g-god artificially. And these guys are doing the same thing. They're thinking they could overthrow and become big g-gods uh, instead of going in the proper order of things. You want to be a big g-god? There's only one way. That's it. Only one way. You you become born again. You 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 accept Jesus Christ. You know uh, his death and burial, resurrection, all that forgives your sins. Yada yada yada. That's the only way to become a big G God. They don't have a spiritual connection. That's why they've fallen. They've they've severed that spiritual anchor from themselves. They don't have it. They've they've lost their connection to to their. I, I don't want to say a higher power because they answer to a higher power than them, but it's not the same higher power that we answer to. Well, it's a lower I, I power, technically. Lower power, yeah, from you know opposite direction, sure. But my personal opinion, just just based on this, and and you know we we can go this way with it. Do you believe? Because I I I do believe this. I, I'll say I'll say this with certainty. I believe that we're seeing the battle being waged between good and evil on the spiritual side of things, but it's playing out here on earth, and we're caught in the middle of it. Well, the Bible says your your battle is against the spirit 
world, you know, the principalities, powers. That's it. These are nihilistic. These are these are uh, just uh, evil entity worshiping freaks. It's a. I, I don't even I, I have trouble trying to put an, a, a legit label on it. it you know, I, I don't really like labels, but I have trouble trying to put a label on this movement that they represent. And based on everything, just sheerly out of like historical references and, and behavioral patterns and things, everything that we've seen with COVID over the last 24 months, all of it has the telltale signs of a cult. All of it. Everything. It, it's not enough. It's not enough. Even, even if you go out and you get two, three, four, five, ten jabs, it doesn't matter. If you don't believe it, then it doesn't count to them. You you, you, you have to be Testament, all in. Yeah, go ahead. You you know in the Old Testament they they talked about like Moloch and some of the other gods, yeah. Baal, yeah. you know all that. Yeah. You, okay, so one of the one of the things you were required to do is you would sacrifice your child so that um yep. I believe it was firstborn child so firstborn, that yes. the next year the crops wouldn't fail. You would have a uh prosperous year and all these kind of things, right? But if the entire community, the entire cult didn't do this. If one person didn't do it, it would completely destroy everything. Um, you're not vaccinated. You're the problem. You're the you're the reason that we can't have uh, an economy uh, that that's booming. You're the reason that everything's failing. Okay. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds awful familiar. But everything that we're seeing, I want to I want to equate it to whatever it is. It's it's what Bruce said earlier. It's evil. I I, I want to equate it to. A sex death cult? Does that sound right? That that seems yeah. to be that seems to be I, what it I'll, is. So for the for for those okay, so um uh, I give a little plug for the the people that aren't born again or that aren't Christians that may be atheists. Let me let me let me help you out here. When we say that the battle is not against flesh and blood, it's against the powers, rulers, and uh, spirit. Uh, you can you can see it and uh, you know completely detached from religion. You see it as a uh, battle of ideas. Um, ideologies, those kind of things. You, you'll see it in history as, uh, for example, we, we just went through a war of 20 years now, um, well, 21, of uh, warring against radical Islam. It's an idea. Um, but uh, for, for those of us that are Christians and believe in that, it's, it, it's, a, it's a much deeper thing. Um, this, is, this is a demonically influenced cult, essentially. Same thing with this, uh, the the whole COVID nonsense and everything, right? It's a demonically influenced cult, but you would see it as a ideological, uh, for example, uh, abortion fits in with this uh, because of Gates and the, the population control and all of that. The underlying goal for Satan, he already knows that he's losing, right? So if you want to just take out the religious terms, just say evil. Okay. Evil knows evil's going to lose. Good always wins. Good will prevail in the end. Okay. So evil is trying to take down as much good as it possibly can as it's falling. That's what's going on here. That's what this COVID is. That's what all of this, that's what everything in history is, is it's evil trying to take down as much good, innocence as it can and corrupting it as it's falling. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump out of here. But as we do, this is breaking up. Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has just announced the rollout of the fourth COVID vaccine jab for the over 60s immunocompromised medical personnel. We'll begin on that as soon as possible. Let me throw this in here. Yeah, uh, Molag wants you to go get that um, that booster. The same. That fourth one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.